Greetings once more from Gab and Grow, your podcast for all the people, places, resources, and information that you'll ever need about Western Connecticut State University. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin, and today's topic is something that almost everyone can relate to, going home for the holidays. It sounds all courier and Ives and hot chocolatey, but in actuality for many people, it's a time of stress, anxiety, adjustment, and compromise. So today, we've pulled in somebody who's skilled in talking about all of this to be our guest. So allow me to introduce Dr. Ray LeBlanc Gunter, who is the director of the University Counseling Center. Welcome to the show, Ray. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I joked a bit about, you know, Christmas and the holidays being sentimental and, and how sweet we tend to think everything is. But, um, you know, it's a time of real adjustment. So students who are used to just getting used to kind of being on their own, um, there can be a lot of difficulties with that adjustment. And, you know, we want to talk about what some of those difficulties can be because here we have a really long Christmas break. You know, some places have a couple of weeks. We have five weeks mm -hmm. that you're not here at school <laughs> right. and you're readjusting to right. home. So <clears throat> what kind of issues tend to arise for people with that transition back home? I think especially for new students, first-year students, um, even just going home and seeing things physically change mm -hmm. can cause a, a, a state of stress. Um, the like house, your sister took over your bedroom? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not that I'm speaking from personal experience or anything. Exactly. The physical <laughs> space or you're used to being in the residence hall, you have your own space and you have mm -hmm. to share a room. Yeah. So that could be very stressful. Um, another difficulty could be not fitting in. Um, you're, you're not a child, mm -hmm. but you're not an adult either. Yeah. So where do you fit into the family? How do you make decisions? You don't, you still have to report to someone, right. but you, but do you really? So you're yeah. still trying to figure that out. Um, and then by the end of the five weeks, I think that a lot of students find themselves bored. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, especially if they don't have old friends to hang out with, mm -hmm. they're not, they're used to doing all the activities in school and they don't have that anymore. So right. um, recognizing that that is going to come and can you fill your time with mm -hmm. doing something, be prepared that that's going to come and how are you going right. to make that happen in terms of doing some things and planned activities? You know, one of the things that, that we tend to recommend to students is starting to have some conversations with their family if they go home for Thanksgiving. Um, you know, and just talk about things that, you know, you want to clarify things. You know, at, at the holidays, you tend to spend a lot of time with relatives and have family obligations and things. So how do you balance that out with wanting to spend time with your friends and see your other friends who have gone off to college or visit with high school friends maybe who are who are still around. Um, you know, maybe your parents when you're at home still want to have a curfew for you and you're not used to that Correct. at all. But you, you know, it's just common courtesy to let people know where you are and where you're going to be for a while so that they're not worried you're dead on the side of the road somewhere like my mom does, so... Exactly. And I think really, like you said, having that conversation at Thanksgiving or, you know, in between Thanksgiving and when you go home, the earlier, mm -hmm. the better. And really approaching your family members, parents um, or whomever about acknowledging that you know that it's different, 
mm-hmm. then, you know, when you're in school, you know that you're more on your own and it's different. But how can you all come to a reasonable compromise yeah. um, when you're at home? Mm-hmm. And for the student to recognize what is it that you really want? Because is it worth having that much tension for a five week period mm-hmm. when you're going to go back home, you're going to go back to college anyway. Yeah. So is that tension coming in an hour or two early? Mm-hmm. Is it really worth it in the big scheme of things yeah. to put your feet in the sand about that? Mm-hmm. So really pick and choose your battles of, of working with the family because it's going to be a compromise on both parts. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't, this is maybe a little twist from what we were talking about because we're talking mostly about students, but I know some parents listen to this too. So are there things that, that parents might want to keep in mind with their kids coming home? Because it's a big transition for them too. Like you said, they're, you're used to them being there as children. Correct. And now they're coming back in this kind of new shape. So, you know. Maybe looking at parents looking at their role as more of a consultant mm-hmm. and a check-in versus them making the decisions and mm. the rules. Okay. Yeah. So students in that, that first semester away, I think, really change a great deal. You know, they start, maybe they decide to become vegan or maybe they're, you know, expressing interest in different religions or they're discovering things about their sexuality or at least they're maybe feeling more free to express their mm-hmm. sexuality, um, you know, maybe they come back and they've cut their hair off and what's left, they've dyed teal, mm-hmm. you know. So there there could be a lot of significant changes um, that come into play when you're then, you know, you may have seen your parents a few times over the semester, but now you're going to be there with them for five weeks. So what are some things that students or their families can do to help with, addressing, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and talking about those changes that people are going through. I think that both students and parents, family members, being patient with one another is critical mm-hmm. um, because I think often students want the parents to accept their change immediately, mm-hmm. and that does not happen. And parents, even if they're willing to accept the change, mm-hmm. It's going to take time. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to, yeah. because you've, you've made this decision, mm-hmm. they haven't. So yeah. being patient with, the, with your parents or family members um, about the change, um, as well as parents being patient with the child mm-hmm. or the student, the young adult, yeah. um, with these changes. Um, I thought, think that it's also important for students to realize that the parents, your parents or family members may not accept your change. Mm-hmm. And so prior to leaving, you you would know your family members. And if you don't believe that they, they will accept the change, you have to determine how are you going to interact mm-hmm. with these individuals. And depending on the change, you may choose not to, Mm -hmm. but these are things to start thinking about ahead of time because how how will you coexist? Mm -hmm. And and because you're changing, 
it's kind of you you know you want the best that you mm-hmm. all can um work it out but sometimes it doesn't so how will you be prepared for that right right and i think that's you know that's something i we always talk about this like everyone's got a really good happy healthy family life right. and that's not always the case so right. you know then then you've got to think about your holidays differently where am i going to go if if that's a a bad situation where do i go what do i do right you know how do i want to exist in that thing and so right. exactly being able to think those things through and make some good decisions for yourself right is important and and not always easy to do when you're also facing finals and you know right exactly there's a, a lot going on <laughs> in our lives at that time of year for students in particular right um you know, speaking of finals, grades come out <laughs> over the break. And and while, you know, most most students, their grades are, you know, directly available to them. They have to, the parents have to work at it to get, get to <laughs> right. see the grades. Right. Um, usually, in a lot of cases, parents are paying the bills and they want to be able to see and kids show them their, their grades. But sometimes the grades aren't exactly what you were mm-hmm. hoping for or thought you were going to get so how do you you know it's going to make for some interesting conversations over the holidays I guess so um how how do you hold those conversations because for some people they've done so poorly that the conversation may not be you know what did you do and and how are you Mm going to fix this but is this the right place for you to be right now too Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how do you prepare for those conversations and then how do you hold them? Right, right. Um, I recommend that students really identify the reason for the poor grades prior to going home mm-hmm. because you know if you're doing yeah. well or not. Um, so is it because you haven't put in the effort? Is it that you're having difficulties grasping one or two concepts mm-hmm. in a couple classes? Um is it that you're not interested in your major? Um, and finally, is there some mental health or physical mm-hmm. concerns that, you, that you've had yeah. um, during the semester? So really taking an honest look at mm-hmm. what is the reason for the poor grades and then the next step, really trying to determine for yourself what is a reasonable solution yeah. or is there a solution mm-hmm. to what was going on but i think that a lot of times we look outward for people to get provide us answers Mm -hmm. to these questions and it's important for you for the student to know what was going on Mm -hmm. what can i do so that when you have that conversation you've already come up with the solution a reasonable solution a realistic solution (laughs) um to solve the problem and if it does, you may determine that it's best not to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and your parents may want you to come back or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But being really clear with yourself of what's the best option for mm-hmm. you so that that can be articulated to family members. Yeah. And then I think it would be less drama mm-hmm. because you're rational about it. It kind of, you can be objective about yeah. it and express yourself and hopefully parents or family members would be able to um, receive that and you can have a less drama-filled conversation about 
what what the next steps would be. Yeah. I was always a believer in in kind of front-loading things, too. Like, I had a philosophy class once, and I didn't enjoy the class, mm-hmm. and so I didn't go to a lot of it. <laughs> and, but mm-hmm. I also just, I didn't put the time in studying and mm-hmm. things, and I knew I was going to do poorly with mm-hmm. it. And I my parents were paying for my college, so, you know, I I gave them a heads up. Right. This is what's going to be happening, you know, <laughs> right. and, and this grade is going to be a poor grade. I wasn't going to fail, but right. I wasn't going to do much more than right. not fail. Right. And, you know, my mother was like, oh, I can't believe you're really going to. And I said, no, please believe me. I am <laughs> this... not going to do well in this class. Right. And when my grade came, she's like, oh, you're right. You didn't do well right. in this class. But I also by that time had said, you know, this is what I need to do to move along and this is how I'm going on from here and you know I right you know will show up to the rest of my classes at least and you know right to buffer that yeah. great yeah <laughs> right so you know I'm a I'm a big believer in doing that when that's a possibility for you so that you you know you have some of the difficult conversations early on and right. and make some effort then too so I don't know what are some of the other things that that going home might trigger for people and and how can they plan for those things and work through them so that it's a better break experience for them? I think a lot of times when um, students go home, it's really common not to feel good enough um, mm-hmm. because oftentimes you're with relatives, family and friends, and they're comparing you to other college students mm-hmm. and bragging about what other people are doing, um, as well as they want to know what's going on in your life. Yeah. The questions, how was school? How are your grades? Are you dating anyone? I mean, they go on and on. Yeah. Um, and when those questions come, it makes if you can't answer it the way that you think that they want you to answer... Yeah you start feeling bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so one recommendation going back to being proactive is preparing the answers. You know that they're going to come. Yep. (laughs) So, you know, really thinking about is there a way that you can answer the question where you're being truthful but you're not sharing too much information. Um, So that will take the sting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, away when the question is asked. Um, also, try not to take the questions personally mm-hmm. because oftentimes people ask those questions because they're trying to connect. Yeah, and it's they don't know what a, what else to ask. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, it's not them trying to, you know, put you down yeah. or anything, but yeah. recognizing they're trying to connect. So if you have a prepared answer that can engage them in a different way, yeah. you will feel better as well. Um, yeah, we always had a we always had a family question when we would get together with all the aunts and uncles and cousins, and you know, somebody was going to ask who you were going out with, right? And you know, it was it was kind of like the how's the weather, right? Question, you know, so you just <laughs> you knew it was coming, and you had something to say, right? Yeah. It could, yeah. Either you can go around it, yeah. you can have a smart answer back, yeah. you know, <laughs> but being being prepared for yeah. it makes it better. Yeah. Um, 
Another trigger is students recognize, going back to the change, mm -hmm. but students recognizing that they're different yeah. from family and friends. Mm -hmm. And um, really, it's really sitting with them mm -hmm. of saying, wow, what does this mean for me in the future? And yeah. I think to make the break easier, even if you have those changes to try to focus on the things that you have in common, mm -hmm. those common interests, and just do those things yeah. um, together and not and not focus on the differences. Because yeah. if you focus on the differences, then it's just going to be awful and there's going to take what you can mm -hmm. and be glad about that. And then, you know, plan for the next break yeah. of maybe not spending as much time mm -hmm. with that individual or yeah. what have you, but um, try to focus on the things that you have yeah. in common. Well, and that's that's a pretty significant one because your friends who have also gone away to school are changing in some of the same ways that you are. And so people that you used to be really close with, you may start to drift apart from. Right. And the same thing with people who didn't go anywhere who may be at home working or something lives take on different trajectories then and so you know thinking about how how you keep those connections or right. you know are they gonna go apart it can be a, a challenge sometime right. and you know in that first kind of holiday break home it sometimes feels really pronounced because right. you start to see things that you didn't even realize because you didn't realize how much you had changed right. yourself right yeah exactly so um it we talked a lot about that first year kind mm -hmm. of thing but there are also those same kinds of stressors for students who are further along in their career you mm -hmm. know i think particularly about seniors who you know are going to get endless questions well mm -hmm. What are your plans? What are you going mm -hmm. to be doing? Do you have mm -hmm. a job lined up? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. are you going to graduate school? What advice for them? Well, I think the same advice I pre as I previously stated: prepare mm -hmm. to answer the questions. Try to not take it personally, but I think taking it a next step. If you know who you're inter going to interact with. Be prepared to ask them some questions mm -hmm. for assistance. Can they give you some advice on anything? Mm -hmm. Because I think that with this generation, it is common to graduate and not have a a job lined mm -hmm. up, and not and and so kind of putting it back, the onus back on other folks who are asking those mm -hmm. questions. Well, how can you help me since yeah. you're asking me these questions? What way can you be a support in order for my future to be a success? Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, try not to take it personally, but think of ways that other people, because it is a, you know, careers, it is about who you know, and mm -hmm. they may know someone else and not just feel bad right. that it's not going the way that you expect it to go. It may be they know someone who knows someone mm -hmm. who can help you. Yeah. So really speaking up and taking the mm -hmm. opportunity to advocate for yourself. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, you know, besides just the idea of going home, there's a lot of other stress that happens around the holidays. There's, you know, there's the stress about school and grades and things. There's stress about money and gift giving and, and all those kinds of things. What are some of the things people might be feeling stressed about at holiday time and, and 
you know, are there are there signs that somebody may be struggling and that a friend might notice and be able to help out with, you know? Well, I think that you can, the signs are, are you on edge? Are you, you know, I'm thinking at home, you know, during the break, on edge, everyone's get you know, getting on your nerves, sadness, um, the holidays, um, recognizing the sadness is common depression mm-hmm. is common during that time because you're supposed to be happy yeah. and the truth of the matter is most of our lives have something that is not going well yeah. and so because everyone is happy or acting like they're happy those who have, who might be struggling are really, really struggling because they're not supposed to feel this way right so one always recognize you know Acknowledge how you're feeling, um, and if it's sadness, it's okay, unless it's prolonged. Yeah. Um, but taking time out for yourself and is really important. Important. Not getting into the hustle and bustle and overscheduling yourself mm-hmm. and and resting. Um, but I always suggest that students make a list of their coping strategies prior to leaving, mm-hmm. um, so that they have it on their phone so that when they're in that moment, they can yeah. look at it and say, let me go back to this, yeah. um, whether it's exercising, breathing techniques, mm-hmm. meditating, knitting, coloring, listen yeah. to music, video games. Just don't do it too much. <laughs> um, but because when we get in the hustle and bustle, we forget what those, yeah. what, what helps us. Yeah. And so, um, I would rec I would recommend that. I also would recommend I know that it's a good time and we drink and um eat a lot of sugary mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> things, baked goods. Just remember that caffeine and alcohol and the sugar will make if you're sad will make those if you're sad or anxious will make those situations worse. So yeah. to try to minimize that yeah limit yourself a right yeah. exactly yeah well i'm sure that we've uh probably run out of time now so any final thoughts or suggestions that you have to make the holidays as best as they can be for people just try to focus on the positive aspects of home mm-hmm. um and recognize you are you will be back mm-hmm. um to your own space and your own routine well, great. Thanks so much, Ray, for coming in and talking to us on the subject. I know that uh, you and the folks in the Counseling Center work on a whole lot of issues with our students throughout the year. Do um, you want to talk just a little bit about the Counseling Center? And Sure. Um, we provide um, counseling. For all matriculated students are eligible for free confidential short, short-term counseling. Um, we're located in room 222 in Student Center on Midtown Campus. Our phone number is 203-837-8690, and the website is wcsu.edu backslash counseling. Um, we have appointments Monday through Friday, 830 to 430. Um, if there is a situation crisis situation before or after hours the university police is always available mm-hmm. just call 911 um 
In order to make appointments, we ask the students come in or call because we do have a screening process, mm -hmm. so we would like to ask some questions. Yep. Um, and I always also like to reiterate that because we're confidential and sending emails mm -hmm. are the property of the university, yep. and so in order to maintain that confidentiality, we also ask for um, to call yep. or, or come in. Great. All right, well, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Gab and Grow. We're going to be back in the spring with many more episodes. And as always, if we didn't get to uh, some of your questions that you had today or you have suggestions for future episodes, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. I hope everyone has a safe, relaxing, fun, and stress-free break. And uh, come back to listen to us in the spring because we've got a lot planned for you. Thanks so much.